Maybe I'm just nostalgic Or maybe it's truly magical I'm Andrew. And I'm Brooke. And this is a Disney-do podcast. During our Animal Kingdom episode last month, we briefly mentioned the idea of building a Disney Mount Rushmore based on my trip to Mount Rushmore when I was a child when Pocahontas came out. So producer Matt came up with the idea and has declared this episode Mouse Rushmore. Mouse. M-O-U-S-E. So we did just that, kind of. So I very purposefully gave no criteria for how to build their Mouse no, Rushmore? No, there is criteria. You say build a Disney Mount Rushmore. That means four heads. So, so this this episode, more than any other episode, will let the listeners really get a vibe on the differences between Andrew and Brooke when there's a net underneath them, or not a net underneath them, because Brooke, <laughs> Brooke just dove right in there and built like 19 mountains i think it's eight mountains and, first of all and andrew struggled to figure out how to construct his mountain and made some type of you, you horrible should... triple headed beast of a mount rushmore you set us up for failure okay kind of, because but... there are so many disney characters how can you possibly pick four to put on a mountain so i put different criteria around my mountains to select <laughs> my four characters per mountain and we'll go through that. Okay. So for me, obviously, like you said, I didn't have that net. I just went buck wild <laughs> with my Mouse Rushmores, and I was so all about it. I'm so excited to share. I have some that have more than four heads and some with, uh, like, three or even two. So, Andrew, you can kind of help me, like, sort through those. I'll do what I can. But you, you have one mountain? Do you have one mountain? Just so, tell me, yes or no. Without reading anything on this list here, I have, look at the jumble. It's a jumble. That is, that, was very that brief. confused me. <laughs> it confused me too. So here's the thing. There's not much criteria for this, right? That's correct, aside from the four heads. Yes. And so my first thought was, all right, my, my top favorite characters, that's what I'm going to do. And I was like, you know what, no. We, we already did the top Disney movies, and I explained my why. No, those were songs. Songs, sorry. Top Disney songs. But, like, I don't want to just pick who I think is my favorite because, which led me to my next piece of research, what was the history of Mount Rushmore itself and why each president was chosen for Mount Rushmore. I know. (laughs) This is where my mind goes when there's no criteria. So We are so different. (laughs) (laughs) What I find is, you know, Every president on that was chosen because of what they did being so influential and, you know, pushing our country forward. So who who is – so it's George Washington. Abraham Lincoln. Thomas Jefferson, right? Is it Thomas Jefferson? Listen, this is not my kind of trivia. <laughs> is it Thomas Jefferson? I know Teddy George Roosevelt. And Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's unfortunate. Is it Thomas Jefferson, though? I don't know. Matt. <laughs> Matt. Get us beats by Dre and please look up who the third president is on. We need Alexa too for these. Yeah. <laughs> but so I did that research, right? 
But I kind of am glad I did that because then I completely changed my thought about it, which helped me a little. And I thought to myself... It helped you pick 10 heads for a four-headed mountain. No, I thought to myself, (laughs) okay, what Disney characters were the most influential? What Disney characters helped progress Disney the most? That's one mountain. That's one mountain. Mount Rushmore features a 60-foot sculpture (laughs) of the heads of four United States presidents... George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, ha! Theodore Roosevelt, and Abraham Lincoln. Yes, Beautiful. it was. It was my good man, TJ. Well, well Got done. It. So, wrong list. Wine. Too much wine. <laughs> so, so, how do we want to do this? Do we want to go through your one Mount Rushmore or go through, like, one of my eight? Well, mine's not really one. That's a problem. What do you mean it's not one? So, what is it? Is it two? So, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I had that thinking. And so, I started to build that mountain. And what, how that started looking was my first person character, character, person, Mickey Mouse, right? Obviously, yeah. Obviously, no matter what, Mickey Mouse got to be on there. That's Disney. When mm-hmm. you think Disney, you think Mickey Mouse. Yes. Dis, uh, that was the first you know, real Disney animated character, mm-hmm. so Mickey Mouse. I got to number two. Number two on that list ended up being Snow White because yeah. Snow White was the first um, fully colorized animated film and the first one done in america so that was a first for both of the country for disney and for that type and style of film itself so i was like okay those are big moments so then i started thinking further and looking at all the other disney movies that come out and it gets a little gray because there's no few things that are huge moments for disney i mean we have like Okay, not not in that sense, but as far as something as monumental as like there the first, there was a lull there, and I feel like Little Mermaid was that first big like, yeah, and stuff came back, lull. but there wasn't anything incredibly like nothing that was never done before anywhere in the world. As as far as like you know Mickey being like the first animated character or like the Snow White of being like the first of something. Yeah, but in we could think about Pixar films. Classics. Yeah, we. So now, as I think about this more, there's probably more. But so, see, that's why I, I got stuck like after two. Mountains. At that moment, I got stuck. So I was like, "Scrap that." There's there's something greater here. All right. Take influence isn't influence in big moments aren't just about doing something nobody else has done. So then, from an influential perspective, I thought, which characters made the biggest influence on me? So we're going sentimental. I like this. So I started going sentimental. And where I ended up landing and why mine has about 10 heads (laughs) is because what I ended up landing on was my favorite duos, my favorite duos in Disney movies that represent something kind of monumental for me. Okay. So they have some kind of like value, some kind of moral... So that one that one head equates to one thing that's made up of two okay. characters and their so combined effort. There's really five heads, is what you're saying. There yeah. are like five. They're kind of double values. heads. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go go. So that's your mouth, where we went. I've got like eight, so we can get to them later. Perfect. Number one, Timon and Pumbaa. Oh <gasps> yeah. What do they represent for you? Fun. Yeah. Fun and life and having Carefree. fun. Exactly. I feel like being true to yourself. That and that's one of the biggest things i think that is most important in life and in myself and telling myself that shit every day so timon and pumbaa get one of the slots okay two fox and hound and that one is bonding 
and the idea of acceptance, bonding and acceptance of somebody who is not like you, not from your realm, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's the accepting of differences. And, yeah, and looking past all that. Yeah, that's good. I like that one. Next, we have Lady and the Tramp. Mm-hmm. Lady and Tramp. Um, and they represent love for me mm-hmm. because their story is beautiful. They're a, so freaking cute a together. love. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But again, it's building upon, for to me, is like kind of these core kind of values that yeah. make up my Mount Rushmore, my yeah. Mouse Rushmore. Then I have uh, Mickey and Mouse are on there, or Mickey and Minnie are on there. Mm-hmm. I'm starting. The wine's kicking in, guys. Bear with us. <laughs> Mickey and Minnie are on there because they're the classic. They're the original. Yeah. Right? No, so they I, get that spot. We talked about that. Um, I got one. So then my last one is a toss-up between the two. And one is Marlon Dory. Marlon and Dory from Finding Nemo. Because to me, they represent very good teamwork. Yeah. Even if you can't stand the person, you're working together to accomplish a common task. I think that's a really cool example of teamwork. And it's kind of... So I don't want to speak for you, but for me, no, that me. Would, that duo would represent kind of not judging a book by its cover. There's more to people than what initially meets the eye. So that is why they're very similar to the other ones I have, which are tied with kind of Marlon Dory, which is Russell and Carl from Up. Yes. Because in a very similar way, they're from two different backgrounds that don't quite understand two each totally other. totally different generations. Yeah. And that's also one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. So I have Russell and – I think it is going to be Russell and Carl. I think it should be because I think that not only does it represent all the things that you're talking about already, but as Brooke brought up, it kind of represents, if we're talking about all the things that Disney does, it's bringing two drastically separate generations together in agreement on mm-hmm. something, which is that like Disney. That common is, denominator. It's beautiful. Disney's yeah. for everyone. You can relate to Disney with your grandparents. Mm-hmm. You can relate to it with your best friends. You can relate to it with your kids. Yeah. I love, Yes. Good. Good job, producer Matt. That's why I'm here. Thanks, Thanks producer Matt. Beats. So there we go. We got Russell and Carl, which represents understanding. Mm-hmm. Mickey and Minnie are my classics. Lady and Tramp are my love. Fox and Hound is bonding. And Timon and Pumbaa is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So that's how I went about it. I think and there were several other steps that I took between that's there to much, get to here. Like more. <laughs> mental way to approach it than I did. <laughs> I, I went balls to the wall with my mouse Rushmore's. So, I mean, if you want, I can, I can start. First, before you just dive in, I would like a little backstory as far as how you determined creating the multiple list you did. So, I started with a few of my personal favorites. And I thought, well, all of them are so different. They represent a different aspect to a friendship or a part of the movie that it makes more sense for me to bring light to those different, you know, categories, sidekicks, princesses, love interests, you know, men, mm-hmm. leading men, you know, villains, men. stuff like that. So that's why I decided to build multiple to sort of, you know, expand on the whole Disney universe, sort of incorporate a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and not just keep it with my sentimental picks. Very good. But like picks that were sentimental, but also that I thought deserved to have a specific piece of the Disney pie on Mouse Rushmore. I love per it. Se. So 
the very first one I did, and it's probably a little weird that I started with them, but I have found that they are they tend to be my favorite parts of Disney movies. So my first Mouse Rushmore is dedicated to sidekicks. Ooh, all right. So on here, and this one I have, I think six. One of them's a duo, so I'm counting them as one. But I've got Miko, because he is probably my favorite sidekick of all time. <laughs> I have Thumper. Cute. Timon and Pumbaa. I'm counting them as one. Yeah, they're one. Tinkerbell. Yes. And a late addition that I just felt had to be included was Genie. Yeah? Yep. I had to include Genie as a Tell me why Genie was a late addition. So honestly, I didn't know if Abu or Genie was considered more of a sidekick. But in the grand scheme of all things Aladdin, I felt like Genie had more of an impact while not being a primary character. He still he wasn't a primary character, but he still had good influence. Huge influence and impact. And to be honest, I love Robin Williams. And Genie is just such a memorable character. Absolutely. You can't recreate Genie. I don't care what you do. Like you can recreate Miko a little bit, like kinda like Hey Hey or Pua almost. But you cannot you can't do a genie. recreate Genie. You just can't do it. Aren't they trying to do a are they trying to do a live action? They are Aladdin? doing live action. Will Smith is Genie. And I'm actually kind of okay with Will Smith being Genie. I would have preferred they didn't use Genie at all. But I think Will Smith can bring a new flavor to the character that sets it apart from Robin Williams so that I don't have to compare the two. That's what I'm hoping for at least. Maybe I'm being kind of, you know, optimistic in that, but I'm hoping Will Smith brings his own flavor to it and separates the two enough that you can't really compare them. They're their own separate things and can be appreciated separately. I, I think if he I think if Will Smith were to tap into his roots, and by that I mean Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that that charisma that really gave him that spark and sparkle and spunk. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good if it's anything like the more recent Will Smith things that have I come think out. He's tried to be too serious. I'll lately. be underwhelmed. He's been too serious in his roles lately, and that's why I really like him going to Genie. I think it's kind of getting him back to his roots. Yeah, but I digress. All right, those were my sidekicks and Thumper. I thought it. I mean, what if, what, he, he has such a classic line. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Like, that's such good advice. That's such something, like, my best friend would tell me. Yeah. He's, he's iconic. He's that iconic sidekick that I chose. Kind of like Tinkerbell. Yeah. She is Peter Pan's sidekick. She's a sassy little pixie that we all love. We all have a friend who's a little sassy. I tend to be that friend for most of my friends. Um, <laughs> And then Timon and Pumbaa, I don't need to explain them. No. And then, of course, Genie, I felt he had to be there. Yeah. So I think that was a good addition. There's so many sidekicks, so it was kind of hard to, to whittle it down. But I felt these ones were the most influential of sidekicks. Maybe not Miko. That's more of my sentimental choice. So let's, um, for the sake of making this episode extra interesting, let's take one head from each one of Brooke's individual mountains to build a singular mountain that represents all of the different pieces. Someone's going to have to write them down. Oh, so, all right. So of that mountain, yeah, pick your one. Okay. Because I know what I think it should be, but I'm curious on what you guys go with. So my sentimental side wants to pick Miko, but yeah. I think the iconic Disney sidekick. 
I feel like that's hard. I feel like Timon and Pumbaa and Genie. Those are literally the three that I have in my head. Timon and Pumbaa is my pick just because without them in that movie, but a all, lot there's of... There's no Aladdin that's without same, Genie. That's true. Shit. You could maybe get through The Lion King without Timon or without Pumbaa. You could can't, you, though? You, you can't do it Could you do Lion King without Hakuna Matata? I feel like Timon... Because it's a wonderful phrase. It is. It means no worries <laughs> for the rest of your days. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't mean you can't do Lion King without both of them for sure. No. But you could remove one, and I still okay. think have Hakuna Matata. I could see that potentially. Not the same, but you could still have it. You cannot have Aladdin without Genie. So it's Genie. I feel like Genie has to it's be on Genie. That. You know what? Shout out to Robin Williams. He deserves. He's, he's he the, deserves a carving in the mountain. He's the sidekick OG. So for Disney. I, I'm going to throw this out there. I would have went with Tinkerbell. Because when I think of what, like, not only does she represent sidekicks, but, like, she starts every Disney movie. <laughs> she flies up there and hits the wand to kick off the movie. That's like, true. So I'm not deciding off of, like, who has the most, like, feature time okay. in kind of Disney. But who is the, who embodies the sidekick okay, the most? that makes sense. So we're, we're putting, I'll, I'll keep a track of this. Yeah. So we're putting Genie I, no, as I an like being head. challenged, but I feel like Genie embodies the sidekick. You know what I mean? Like yep. he is what a sidekick is. All right, I'm writing it down. Perfect. Okay. List number two from Brooke. List number two is princesses. Okay. So this one, I have four heads. I'm open to debate. I struggled with this one a lot, but I came down to, to four who I think are pretty solid. Let's but hear I, him. I'm open to suggestions. Let's hear them. So number one, and I feel like this one, there is no challenging. <laughs> Cinderella. Cinderella, Cinderella. You don't challenge Cinderella. Cinderella no. is the quintessential Disney princess. Two, yeah. Ariel. Four, Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Or three, Jasmine, I'm sorry. <laughs> wine. Fourth glass of wine, <laughs> third glass, glass of wine, wine something. Yeah. Three is Jasmine, and four is my sentimental pick of Pocahontas, because what else did you expect? I would have put Elsa on here, but she's a queen, just so you all know. So she doesn't get to go with the princess because she's a damn queen. That's right. So yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Did would you argue any of them? Matt, don't chime in. So we have Cinderella. Mm-hmm. We have Ariel. Ariel. Jasmine. Jasmine and Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. I thought about putting Snow White on here, but I didn't because I feel like Cinderella kind of encompasses that classic time, and she just is agree. more princessy than Snow White. I would agree. White. I think you have a pretty solid list. And I'm trying to think what other princess am I missing? There's Tiana. Well, I remember I never saw Princess and the Frog. So, true story. So I couldn't tell you about it. Half of it. I was in college and I was pretty drunk. So I need to really dedicate time to watch that. So no offense to that princess. We just don't know much about her. True. I actually did research on her before creating this list. Because I wanted to make sure I was, you know, really thinking about all the princesses. And I think she she's good, but she's a little outshined by some other princesses. Agreed. I mean, and you can argue that she's probably better than Pocahontas, maybe, but Pocahontas is my sentimental pick, so fuck off. She's making the mouse rush more. I don't care who it is. Nobody's going to... No. Pocahontas is Pocahontas, and that's up at the that's top. That's right. Pocahontas is Pocahontas. I think I'm pretty... I'm in agreement with your list. Yeah. Matt, would you like to chime in? No. Okay, so of this one, I think, 
I think Cinderella has to go on Mouse Rush. Because classic, yeah. It's she Perfect. is the Disney princess. Perfect. So love it. Then my third mountain is just classic Disney. The classic iconic Disney characters. Not necessarily movies, but in just, you know, short films, cartoons. What do we pick? What have you? You've got I can go through these real quick. You can probably guess some. Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Pluto. Obviously, Mickey goes on the mountain. You know, I forgot about Pluto. Don't I? So I know this has been brought up so many times by so many different people, but it still infuriates me that Goofy and Pluto are both dogs. And one is like a human and the other is just a dog. And I just don't get it because they are both dogs. So what's happening here? What was the logic behind this, Disney? Why does a mouse own a dog? I would Um, put Mickey on there. Yeah. I almost put Daisy on here just to have a female classic character because I love Daisy. I think she's great. But at the end of the day, I think those four are just... I think that's good. Yeah. So to th- so I have no evidence on this. This is strictly a theory. But to answer the Goofy Pluto question. Yeah. From my understanding, Goofy was never originally intended to be part of the Mickey, Donald, Minnie, Pluto universe. He was a separate short film cartoon character they really goofed then didn't they because if you watch watch all of the original goofy uh animated shorts that are all just like these weird instructional videos where bad things happen to him as like patient x or whatever so i feel like the problem is that then they inserted him into that world and it's kind of like thinking of two different nicktoons like being like, well, why does spike not talk in rugrats but cat dog can talk yeah it's like it's two different worlds that they just Smashed into one world. Yeah. So after that, did what, you write wait, down no. that Mickey? Mickey. So Mickey. Okay. Obvi- it has to be Mickey. I just wanted to make Mickey. sure. Try to be respectful. Then I had villains, and I have five villains on here. I'm excited for this list to talk about this. I so I love the villains. The villains are great, and I kind of had a hard time. I'm still debating a little bit on one versus the other, but I have Cruella, Scar, Maleficent, Ursula, and a late fifth edition of Hook. Hook's a good one. I love Hook's Hook. Hook's a classic. I feel like he's such an underappreciated villain. I love him. But I'll say, I was deciding between Hook and Hades. Because Hades is fantastic. <laughs> Hades he is... saves Hercules. That that movie does not translate well as an adult, but Hades is fantastic. Hades is no like hashtag adulting. Yes. <laughs> I love Hades. Like As an adult, I just... I'm just like, I feel you, dude. I get it. I am you. Yeah. So, yes. so fun fact about Hades is that James Wood enjoyed playing that character so much that, that he's he just like, became the devil himself. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. But also he has like voiced that character in video games and on like TV show. Like he refuses to let anyone else voice that Hades character because he loves great. it so much. I love Hades. I think Hades is one of the most likable villains of all time. He really is. He's great. <laughs> But that, those were my villains. Um, so Cruella, I feel like she has to be on there. Yeah. Um, I also didn't like that I had a lot of female villains down. I really hated that. That's why I added Hook late, and I was thinking about adding Hades as well. Because women are not all evil. We just have moments, okay? Calm down. So I never see Maleficent, so I can't speak to that. If anything well, on that list, in, that would be my um, toss-up. Snow White. Is she Sleeping Beauty? I think she's Sleeping Beauty. No. Is it Sleeping I Beauty? I thought she was Snow White. Oh, it's the shit. apple one. Which one's the apple? Snow White. 
Okay. So that'd be Maleficent. That's right? Maleficent, I thought. No, you know what? Maybe it is Snow White. Or Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. What am I thinking of then? Sleeping Beauty. So it is Sleeping Beauty. Forgive me. I'm an idiot. That's right. Um, I got it. So, but Maleficent, classic, as long as you know what classic she's from. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ursula, because yes, just, oh, I love Ursula. She's a good villain. She's so good. I almost had Gaston on here, but he can't really be a villain because he's incredible. Um. And he's not, he's in a way kind of not a, he, he is, but. Oh, we have to have he's a whole an antagonist. dedicated. I feel more than to a villain. Beauty and the Beast, because I have so many opinions. But anyway, <laughs> Ursula and then Hook. I feel like Hook's underappreciated. Um, and I really like him. I do. He has, I like that he's evil, but he is also so pathetic. Yeah. I love that. And he relies on everybody else to kind of. Do his dirty work. Do his dirty work. I like it. So who, but who is the the Disney villain that makes it to the overall Mouse Rushmore? So you mentioned, okay. So you mentioned, you said Scar was one of them? Scar is one of them. So I was actually talking to this about my roommate as I was coming up with my list and expressing my frustrations. Scar was the first person he said, first character he said that should be on that list. And I said, why? Siblicide. And his interpretation of this I thought was pretty cool. And he said, well, without Scar... There's no Lion King. There's no Lion King. Because if Scar didn't do what he did, Simba would have never had the experience he did or gotten to where he was because nothing would have ever prompted him to do that. So that made me think, imagine doing a whole thing on which character in the movie really was the most influential in making that movie happen. But you could say the same thing about Cruella DeVille. So does she there belong on the no list? There is no 101 Dalmatians without Cruella. There's I no mean, Peter Pan I without mean, Hook. There's no... I mean, Ariel's not getting her legs without Ursula. That's true. But I think to what Andrew's roommate's point is, though, is without Cruella DeVille, the ending point of 101 Dalmatians would still be the ending point, which is that they have all of these dogs. Whereas with the Lion King... It'd be King, a totally different movie, yeah, though. Simba, but Simba would just be the king without having learned any lessons about friendship. Like, it, it they could still have Mufasa die in a stampede without, you know... That's true. Scar. Scarring us. <laughs> I, I do agree, though. I think the Sibla side portion of The Lion King is so traumatic. Mm-hmm. It's so influential to Disney as a whole. Like that's mur that's straight up murder between you know blood. Yeah. I think that's a huge turning point for Disney. I think that's a big moment in any Disney film. You know, Ursula, Cruella, Maleficent. You can kind of blend them. Mm-hmm. Even Hook and Hades. You can kind of blend them, but Scar stands alone in like straight up you know killing his his brother. I think Scar has to go on. Scar, it's Scar. It's Scar. Boom. A piece of shit. I hate you. <laughs> um, my next mountain was for Pixar characters. Yay! Um, I actually kind of had a little bit of a struggle for my fourth head. So I have Woody. Fight me. Woody's on there. Dory. 
which uh, could go either way. I have Sully from Monsters, Inc. And then I couldn't choose between Wally and Joy from Inside Out. I didn't put it up on there because I feel like there's so many characters that kind of bring the same amount of, that have the same impact on the movie as each other. So I couldn't really discern one from the other. That's a tough one. That's a whole tough, there's. I feel like Joy might, I don't know. I really like Wally. I like the whole story there. Wow. The whole message. Wally was one of the Wally was a movie that I did not expect to enjoy near as much as I did. Wally has nor such love a, a character so much. Message, yeah. Like holy hell, like that is eye opening. Start recycling, people. Damn it. Start walking. Yeah, Jeez. get off your asses and your iPads, kids. Kids, watch a movie on VHS. What's a VHS? Exactly. But I also really liked Joy. I liked her unabounding enthusiasm and that whole message in Inside Out where it's like you can't have one emotion without the other. Mm -hmm. You can't appreciate that unabounding joy without experiencing that sadness. Yeah. I really like that. I think that should be. Anxiety, I totally like that just resonates with me. I think that should be the one because. But they're so good. They both have such good messages. You know what I mean? <gasps> One's more for humanity as a whole, and the other one is kind of just like a personal, you know, That's life true. level. So how do you how do you pick? Well, are you, so if you're trying to fit them onto your Pixar mountain, mm-hmm. you really didn't seem like you were that sold on Dory even being there at all. So why not eliminate Dory no, for Wally and No, because I enjoy? like Dory. You, I feel like Dory Matt, you can't important. get rid of Dory from the Pixar <laughs> she mountain. She won't even remember that she was taken off the mountain. True. But I think there's something charming about that. There's something charming about her. So I think of the Nemo... Stop laughing. You aren't you. even that funny. <laughs> Our producer Matt is dying right now over his own joke. He's laughing at himself so hard right now. It's a little pathetic. Wiping a tear even. Can you hear him? He's laughing at himself. His own joke. Jesus. And just for that, Dory stays. You know what? Let that mountain have six. It was called Finding Nemo. And then the second one was called Finding Dory because she stole the damn show. So (laughs) Make your mountain six. Yeah, that one might be six, but if we're going to go on to the big mountain, it's Dory Woody. Slim. Woody makes it to the overall mountain, obviously. He is Pixar. He really is. I would say Woody and Buzz, but Woody more than Buzz. Agreed. Because Woody is dope, and he's a cowboy, and I like Matt, that. if you disagree. My next one, <laughs> so I really actually liked doing this mountain a lot. Tell me. Um, it's Leading Men. Oh. Leading Men. Hit me with it. Uh, Peter Pan. Beautiful. You're going to like this. Tarzan. Yes. Simba. Perfect. Aladdin. Beautiful. What do we think? Hold on. Let me go through my list. Is there anybody else I think is more deserving than those fine gentlemen? I mean, I think that's the leading men. I think that's kind of true. And these are animated films. I should have put that disclaimer at the beginning. I did base all this off animated films. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yes. Same. But who who makes it to the big one? So if we're going to go classic, it's Peter Pan. But I think... Peter Pan's technically a boy, so can he be a leading man? Yeah. Good. I yeah. like that answer. <laughs> okay. Um, I, 
I'm fighting for either Simba or Aladdin, personally. Uh, Simba. I say Simba just because I think he'd look more badass carved into a, a mountain. I, yeah. But I want to bring this up. You already do have a character from Lion King and a character from Aladdin currently represented on the big mountain. No, I don't. You have I have Genie. Oh, I have Genie. Genie. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, they're just good movies. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Leading men. Oh, Aladdin, though. And Simba. I like Tarzan, but does he outshine Simba? You know what? I mean, if you're going for whoever, you just think, I think Simba is right. If we're trying to be fair to movies separated on the mountain. Not all movies are created equal. Yeah. Not all movies are created equal. But if you have to pick a separate movie, I would say Tarzan is the leading man just because of all the leading men. He had like no parents. He was really kind of figured it all out by himself with some apes. And he did a pretty damn good job. have parents. Who? Not when we saw him, Aladdin. That's true. He was a street rat. He had that monkey. Abu. Yeah, he had a, and he had genie. He got genie. He earned that. That's true. Tarzan just got found in the jungle with some monkeys. But he don't need no magic carpet to get around. I mean, I would love to have a magic carpet to get around. Tarzan swings from vines. Like that's a thing that can actually happen. That would be cool, though. I would like either. I think those. that's more. That's... Po- actually, I think that's quite more possible than a magic carpet I don't know. ride. Have you ever done witchcraft? I mean, that's a whole you could other get a topic to get into. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so my gut tells me Simba. I think that's right. My gut tells me Simba. If and and that's the biggest, also like boy to man trials and tribulation. I think if we're going to have a backup, like if anyone challenges us to not have the same movie repeated, I would put Tarzan as the backup. I appreciate to that. Simba. I love that movie. Um, just because I also think that's a boy to man story. Absolutely. Baby so, to man. Baby to man. Yeah. Infant. Newborn he to man. He was a cute little baby in the movie. We saw his life. Um, so my gut tells me Simba. So after that, I have love interests. Both male and female. Um, so these are like couples? Yes, these are the love interests of the main character. Okay. I have my personal favorite, Flynn Rider from Tangled. Beautiful. I, this sounds weird. We should talk about this another time, but attractive animated characters. He's an attractive animated Isn't character. Isn't it weird? <laughs> and I'm just like, I feel weird about this, Flynn Rider, but you're pretty cute. <laughs> I would kiss this cartoon. I would maybe make out with you. <laughs> I like Flynn Rider. Um, Nala. Ooh, Nala's good. Prince Eric. Mm-hmm. And Tramp. Perfect. Those are my four. Obviously cutting out a lot of other, you know, love interests. No, I think that's good. But I think those are very um, memorable. Mm-hmm. Love interests. Um I love Flynn Rider. I honestly think Flynn Rider steals Tangled from Rapunzel. I think he is that movie. But maybe that's just me. What was... Uh, I'm having a brain fart. The the love interest name in Frozen. Kristoff. Kristoff. He reminds me a little bit of Flynn. Except not as funny. Not as funny, but still like... They didn't like push Christoph. it as far. I like Kristoff... Um, I really like that him and Anna aren't, you know, I mean, they're a little obvious in the film, but she doesn't fall in love with him, you know? 
Yeah. It's Hans, Prince Hans. Yes. So I like that, but Flynn Rider, I think overall, is just kind of a bit more charismatic and uh, cheeky and... Down to earth. Yeah, kind of relatable. I feel like we all kind of know a guy that's at least a little bit like Flynn Rider. If we knew anyone just like Flynn Rider, I would be with him. You know what? I think you're right. Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider. So who's... Who's so the so one? who do we choose? So I don't think Nala, as much as I like her. No, she's quiet. She's but she's quiet. Prince Eric in Little Mermaid. He's kind of an attractive. She's the whole reason why she's like I'm going up there. She literally grew legs for that man. She traded her voice to the sea witch Ursula. Yeah. To get some damn legs for that boy because he has dark hair and blue eyes and who doesn't like that? Has anybody else gone that far for their for their love? I mean, Lady decided to date like a a hobo pretty much for Tramp. I like Tramp too. I really do. I think he's a good one as well for love interest. That one's so cute. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. I actually think Flynn's the, the best of the options because... If you think about it, er- like Ariel changed herself a lot for Eric, but like more for herself. But it, but like you know, like Flynn actually helped Rapunzel like discover a. That's side why of we all want yeah. a Flynn Rider. That's what I mean. I think Flynn Rider is like encompasses everything that you want in a Disney love I interest. Agree. But couldn't you? That's why also, I want to date him in real life. <laughs> could you argue that Eric from The Little Mermaid? While he wasn't directly influencing her to find herself, himself being him influenced her enough to find so herself and I who she like, wanted to be. I feel like Little Mermaid, and here's like my one problem with Little Mermaid, <laughs> and she changes so much about herself just to get the guy. Uh, and that's a little ridiculous. That's true. Um, so I like that Rapunzel was herself and Flynn embraced it. And aided her in her journey without changing her per se. He elevated her. As he kind of, exactly, kind of showed her who she really was. Kind of polished those qualities, yeah. About herself that were already there. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I love Flynn. You don't have to convince me. I think it's Flynn. Flynn. Flynn Ryder. Oh my God, I want to marry him. And the vote goes to Flynn. He's not real, though, he's a cartoon. Who, play, who plays me? him? I don't know. That's a good question. Let's look at Matt. I'm on it. Who plays Flynn Who's Rider? Flynn Rider, and is he single? He does not look like him. Oh. <laughs> it's Zachary Levi from Chuck, the actor who played Chuck in the TV show Chuck. I have no idea what that is. All right, so Flynn Rider made it, and I'm going to date him later. We'll talk about that. I think definitely podcast. Flynn Rider makes it, because not only do we just have like a 10, 15-minute discussion about it, we also went so far as to look up this man, and I'm now on Instagram stalking him from a year ago. Flynn Rider makes it. Flynn Rider gets Flynn it. Flynn Rider it is. So my remaining mountains are unfinished, and I think we can build them together. We can do it. Um, except for one mountain. I have a whole mountain dedicated to the 100-acre wood because <laughs> you need that. And I don't care who you are. You need it. Yes. Um. But which one of those from the 100-acre wood makes it to the mountain? Obviously, Winnie the Pooh. There's no discussion there. Yeah. Done. Okay. Did you write that down, Matt? Winnie the Pooh. Winnie. Then I have minor characters, which is a very selfish character for me because I chose my favorite minor 
characters. That fucking chicken from Moana. No, Pua the pig from Moana. Much better. I love Pua. Perfect. I've got. He's deserving. Oh, who who I else have, is on this list? I have a Pua piggy bank <laughs> in here somewhere. It might be in my bedroom right now. I can't remember where I put it, or it's in the guest room. Mission fine. But I can. But I do have a stuffed Pua pig that I got for my birthday a month ago <laughs> in my bedroom right now as well. I love Pua. Yay! Um, Gus Gus from Cinderella because he's so cute. Good. Um, and uh, Percy from Pocahontas. Perfect. So we need one more. It's hard. The who? Creaky? I thought about putting Creaky on there. I thought about it. It's so hard because... That's available. But I also really like Crush from Finding Nemo. The yeah. turtle. Yeah. Crush would be... Cuckoo, cuckoo. Crush would be someone that would be cool on there. Um, it's hard because I'm like... I keep thinking like secondary characters, not like minor characters. That's the thing. I tried to pick characters that were that had you know they're that like little pop up. You know them, but they they aren't uh, vital to the movie. Okay, I thought of one just randomly. Can't think of his name. Can't think of the character's name, but it is the fat caterpillar from Bugs Life. But he's so like giddy and like chummy. He's one I would I would have at least on a short list. I forgot about him. I feel like he could make it. See what I mean? I like him. All those movies that we forget about. You know what also surprises me? This is kind of going off topic a little bit. Um, when I was doing The Princesses, I really wanted to put Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. on there. Even though she's not a princess. She's not a princess, so I didn't put her on there. But she's and also cool. leading men, I almost put Bambi. Bambi could have. Oh, that would have been a cool one. I know. I thought about putting Bambi in there. I personally, Bambi's one of my favorite um, Disney movies of all time. Speaking of Bambi, I have a 1914 edition that of the book that I bought in Scotland Damn. two years ago. Damn. That's pretty sweet. I also have a 1910 version of Alice in Wonderland. I think it's 1910. Maybe it's 1920. Something like that. That I bought in Scotland also. Hmm. But yeah. I thought about putting Bambi on there. But that's a different mountain. No, we're <laughs> Um, so of those four, who goes on? I say Percy. But that's me. I feel like this one is really up to kind of individual preference because yeah. there are so many minor characters. Yep. So obviously I love Pocahontas, so I'm going to say Percy because he really sticks out to me. So I say like Percy or Gus Gus, but we already have Cinderella, so that's why I'm going with Percy. It's your list, so I say... If Percy is what I'm going to go with, with Percy. You, that's what it is. We'll do Percy. Okay. Um. I need your help with this one. All right. Live action characters, and I don't know. Ugh, God, I can't remember all the live action freaking Disney movies there are. But I have Mary Poppins number one, first and foremost. Mary Poppins. Perfect. Second, and I don't know if this is a Disney movie. I'm a little scared. I don't think it is. But I know that there is an attraction, but Indiana Jones? Well, that's Disney. Is it Disney? The Indiana Jones uh, ride is in Disney World, so I would say so. Yeah, that's what I thought, because I was like, there's Which a, one? That's an MGM. Uh, it is. Yeah. So Indiana Jones. That's actually a fun ride. I feel like Indiana Jones. I think that's there. a good one. 
Who else but those are those are the only two I have. Was Mary Poppins and Indiana Jones? For your live action? Yeah. I thought about putting the actress from the live action Cinderella because I thought the live action Cinderella was actually really good. Yeah. Or like Richard Madden, who plays Prince Charming, who also plays Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. He's very attractive. Scottishman, I like him. So Indiana Jones is a weird one. So technically, it's not released by any subsidiary of Disney, but Disney does own the rights to park attraction-based versions of the character. So I say that it counts. But that's all I have for live action. I I would add Julie Andrews. She's Mary Poppins. Come on, I already have Mary. She's number one. She's probably going to make it to the final mountain. What about Mia Thermopolis from Princess Diaries? I think that counts. Or what about the princess from Enchanted? <laughs> so I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I'm so I've never seen Enchanted. <clears throat> oh, what about the Parent Trap? Ew, no Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> oh. Um, I think I think Disney Mia movie. Thermopolis goes on Princess Diaries. Bette Midler from Hocus Pocus. <gasps> yes, <laughs> yes. Why didn't I think of that? Yes, Bette Midler. There's our four. So Sanderson. Winifred Sanderson. Indiana Jones, Mary Poppins, Mia Thermopolis. Oh my God, how do I choose between Mary Poppins and Winifred Sanderson? <gasps> oh, wait, is that? I didn't know that was Disney. What? The Santa Claus. Yeah, dude, Tim Allen. So Tim Allen would also be. Santa Claus. Because he's so good in that That's movie. such a good The original, for movie. sure. The others are. The mm, other one. But the original, yeah. great. It's so good. Shia LaBeouf from Holes? No. Oh. Not not on the same caliber that these other ones are on. Uh, maybe me at Thermopolis level, but I almost say we we remove uh, me at Thermopolis and put Scott Calvin on there, who is the yeah. Santa Claus. Okay, now I'm just thinking about this. We really have a live action because I'm thinking too. like maybe there's five on this mountain. <sighs> me at Thermopolis. So Mary Poppins, Indiana Jones, me at Thermopolis, Winifred Sanderson, and Scott Calvin. Oh my gosh, look at all these movies. You have a witch in Santa Claus. Johnny Depp from the Pirates of the Caribbean. No. Okay. No. And the thing but is, there's so many. There, exactly. <laughs> there are so many. Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, is great. I love say, it. If there was no sequels, would J- Captain Jack Sparrow be on this mountain? He would. I think so. Because I love him in the first one. But he gets so played out, and I'm just kind of annoyed. So, you know. But then you have the whole Marvel universe, too. And then you've got, like, you know, Chris Pratt. Who oh I just love gosh. based off of Andy Dwyer in Parks and Rec. Like, I would just pick him for everything if I could. I mean, I think it's probably best with based on the rest of your mountains to, like, avoid the stuff that was acquired later. Yeah. Like, like the, like the Star Wars and, the and Star Marvel. Wars and the Marvel and stuff like so that. So should we avoid Indiana Jones? I should we, we take should him take off? Him off. Should yeah. we take him off? Okay. So then I think Jack Sparrow goes on. Okay. So it'd be Mary Poppins. Jack Sparrow, Mia Thermopolis, Scott Calvin, and Winifred Sanderson. I would even take Mia Thermopolis off, maybe. And replace with? No one. Just leave it at that. Yeah. I do. I think she's an honorable mention, though, Mia Thermopolis, because I love The Princess Diaries. I think that's a great film. Oh, my God. You know, it's funny. You know, thinking about, we've talked a lot about animated films, and now we're thinking about live action. And I would just pull up like a live action Disney movie list. And that list is so much longer than animated films. And I'm like, holy shit, these are really a lot of my favorite films. There are a lot that aren't good too, though. I know. 
Let's be real. <laughs> That's like, going to be a lot of debate. Like, blank, well, was Blank Check one of them? But, like, the first kid and, you know, stuff like that. I think we got our four for this, though. Yeah. And I think Mary Poppins obviously makes the mountain. So, Matt, please read us off the final Brooke Mouse Rushmore. So, I made a, a slight ordering change on this, but it is Genie, Cinderella, Mickey Mouse, I moved Simba up to be next to Scar, so it's not so jarring for there to be two lion heads well, We're not spread talking out. about the placement. I'm mm-hmm. just saying I'm throwing them out there. So Simba and Scar next to each other because they're kind of intertwined. Uh, but if anyone complains, Simba becomes Tarzan. Uh, Woody, <laughs> yes. Flynn Rider, yeah. Winnie the Pooh, Percy, and Mary Poppins. Yes. I like it. You got a good mix in there. Of classic yeah. and, and modern. I think that's Mouse Rushmore for you guys. I think that's about, that's Mice Rushmore at this point. (laughs) There are many. (laughs) So, yeah, that is Mouse Rushmore. What heads did we miss? If you guys can think of ones we did miss, which I'm sure you did, being there are so many of you with so many different opinions. If you have them, please let us know on our Facebook group, Disneydos, or email us at DisneydoPodcast at gmail.com. Next week will be the 20-year anniversary of one of my all-time favorite movies, so tune in next week to find out what movie it is. I can't wait. I know. Hey! <laughs>